rows and a scene, you know, where the ship has, uh, you know, sunk and, and uh, she's hogging the, the door. It's like, come on, move over, sis. There's enough room. <laughs> There's enough room for the both of you. Come on now. And uh, we, we see this picture and here it is. Poor Jack is in the freezing water and he's saying, oh, you know, we're going to grow old. We're going to, you know, go together, love each other, have kids. And it's like, no, nah, brother, you're going to be freezing to death. And we looked at, oh, wow, that's love, man. That's so, that's love. And so we take our cues from movies. I don't know about you, but sometimes we take our love from music. Yeah, come on, boys to men. I'm in love to you. Oh, what a, come on, do you even know what love is, boys to men? <laughs> so the search for love has got to be defined. And when it comes to the church, let us get the definition of love. Amen, because we all love the idea of love, the concept of love, the feeling of love, the expression of love. Everybody wants to be loved. Sam Cooke wrote, and he's saying these words, Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go. Straight to my lover's heart for me. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly. How many remember the song? Yeah, yeah, Sam Cooke, he sang that song. But I want you to picture right there. You know, we see in February the 14th, Valentine's Day, there's this chubby angel character. Uh, you know, he's got the bow and arrow ready to fire his uh, bow to you know inject this love poison to have this passion and desire so that way this person who's been infected can now fall in love with this other person and so I want to think about Cupid for a moment and this resemblance to the devil you know Cupid in Latin means desire Cupid is uh, this angel this god of desire so to speak who has this erotic love this attraction and affection and this mythical character has two arrows. One of them is to fill its arrows when it hits you, its uncontrollable desire of erotic love, this lustful passion desire. And the other one is a lead-tipped arrow that when a person is hit, it will reject the love or reject the pursuits of the other person. So let's consider Cupid's infecting arrows, the devil's demonic arrows amen we live in a world where the spirit is filled with stupid cupid you know he's firing arrows every single day the devil's got his arrows it's aiming at you brother sister it's filled with lustful passion it's ready to go deep into your life the arrows that hit you and that's the reason why this world is so fallen apart because the arrows have begun to hit every young boy and every young girl to lose their virginity to the other person to say, oh yeah, you know what, I love you, but I'll give myself to you. Not knowing that's not love. Not knowing that the devil has pierced their hearts with this lustful desire and passions and desire. The world has a pandemic. Cupid's arrow has pierced many. That love has now become confused. Relationships are brought together, not by God's love, but it is by lust. The world's love is counterfeit. Amen. I remember going to Thailand and finding all these amazing, uh, you know, Calvin Klein watches and these awesome Nike shoes. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. All of a sudden I get this Nike shoe and you see on the, the writing, it's actually spelled N-K-E. It's missing the I. I'm just like, oh, wow, that's fake. I want to tell you, you know what? The devil will give you some fake things in your life. He'll give you some fake joy. He'll try and give you some fake peace in found in relationships. The devil's got his arrows trying to, dis, uh, trying to make you forget about the love of God, trying to make you forget about the true love, and he's trying to offer you something cheap, something counterfeit. You know what? The world's love is cheap. 
The world is filled with one-night stands and broken hearts. For most women, to get love is to have sex with someone. For the women, it's to flirt, it's to connect emotionally. The talk is, is cheap. These guys, they talk is cheap. They offer false hope, false love to the ladies. And I'm telling you, the devil has got the arrows ready to fire. And I'm telling you, the world has lost the meaning of love. The pandemic has gone throughout the world and they know not the love of God. So I want to talk about in Hosea chapter 1. Gives us an amazing, amazing love story. One of my favorite stories and it's the story of Hosea and Gomer. Hosea chapter 1 verse 2. I want you to have a listen to this because this is quite a story. It says this, when the Lord began to speak by Hosea. The Lord said to Hosea, go, take yourself a wife of harlotry, a prostitute, in other words. And it goes and says, a children of harlotry, for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. I want you to meet a man by the name of Hosea. Hosea is a good man. Hosea is an upright man. Hosea is a righteous man. Hosea is a good man, known throughout the land. Hosea, Christian man. And all of a sudden, he's, he's met with God's call. God begins to call Hosea, Hosea. Hosea is like, yes, Lord, speak to me. I'm ready. God says to him, go take a wife. Hosea is like, oh, yeah, about time, Lord. It's about time. I've been waiting all this life, all, all this time, Lord. Well, who, is, who is she? Is she aisle three? Aisle three? Yeah. Where is she? At the back there? It's like, no, 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 Hosea. She's a prostitute. Oh, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, Lord. Uh, you know, I, I wanted some, someone, you know, just perfect, someone good. No, no, no. Go take a wife. Go take a prostitute. And he goes down and he finds Goma. Marries her. Has three kids with some funny names. I can't pronounce. They live... Happily ever after the end. No, that is not the story. That is not how it goes. In chapter 1, Hosea finds Goma, marries her, has children. In chapter 2, Goma is unhappy in her marriage. She misses the nightlife. She goes back to her clients. She goes back to her men, her lovers, back into the sex industry. And Hosea speaks to us in verse 5 of chapter 2, listen to it, it says, For their mother has played the harlot. She who conceived them has behaved shamefully, for she said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my linen, my oil and my drink. Goma goes back seeking after her lovers. She goes back into her past. Can you imagine the children for a minute? Daddy. Where's mommy? Daddy, when's mommy coming home? Can you imagine the child that stays up at night? Where's mom? Don't worry, son. Don't worry. Where's mom? And then listen to verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Sorry, listen to this. Then the Lord said to me, go again. Love a woman who is loved by a lover go again 
love a woman who is loved by her lover. Wait a minute, Lord. She doesn't love me. Wait a minute, Lord. She, she has no feelings for me. Wait a minute, Lord. Who, who, who am I to go and find her to take her back? She'll just reject me again. Hosea. Go again, Hosea. Love a woman who is loved by a lover. You know, for God to say, go again, it must have mean, meant that he must have tried and tried and tried again and getting rejected. Can you imagine Hosea walking around thinking, you know what, to himself, why bother? Why should I go and love her? She doesn't even love me. Why should I go and seek after her? Hosea loves, but Gomer doesn't love him back. Have a listen to the remainder of that verse. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel, who look to other gods and the love, the raisin cakes of the pagans. God steps in right there in his situation and says, now you know. Now you know how I feel. Now you know how my heart breaks for my people. That I love my people, but yet they choose to go back to their idols. They choose to go back to their gods. Like I choose to go back for the people of Beanleaf, for the people of Eagleby. Yet they go back to the drugs and their alcohol. They go back to their own sin. They go back to them. And then Hosea is like a picture of us. Go again. Go and love them again. God steps in and reminds Hosea there's something bigger than what he's facing. Hosea, do you see what's happening? Hosea, can you see the picture? Now you know my love for Israel. Can you feel my love for the people? They look to other gods, yet I still love them. And for us today, Israel is prophetically speaking for you and I. Hosea. Just like you love Goma, so do I towards Israel. Go again. Go find. Go find a Hosea. And I want you to imagine the search for a minute. I want you to imagine the search as he goes knocking down, knocking on the doors of this red light district. He's knocking. He's walking down places he shouldn't be going. He's knocking there. He's saying, hey, I'm looking for my wife, Goma. Have you seen her? Sorry, she's not here. He comes back home. Daddy, did you find mommy? Daddy, where's, where's mommy? Next day, he goes again. The search through the tears. The search through the pain. Through the heartache. He walks down the places he shouldn't be going to. He's knocking on doors he shouldn't even be knocking on. He's saying, have you seen my wife? Have you seen Goma? Then all of a sudden he hears a commotion. He hears there's bidding taking place. The sound of money is getting exchanged. And then he sees his wife on a block ready to get sold to the highest bidder. Verse 2 continues, so I bought her back for myself. Fifteen shekels of silver, one and a half homers of barley. He bought her back. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, Jose. You bought her? You bought her back? And just imagine Jose is pleading with the guys. Please, sir, please, that's my wife. 
please let her go. Look, I've got the papers. I've, I've, got, I've got everything here. The guy's like saying, no, 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 she costs this much. And he's like, no, you don't understand. That's my wife. You, you don't. How much? How much? How much? Zay's crying, let her go. How much? What's the price? I want you to see this morning. Cupid's arrows, the devil's arrows have pierced Gomer's life. But here comes the hero. Here comes the remedy to the cure for this pandemic. It is God's love. Hosea is a picture of God and we are a picture of Gomer. Gomer was a slave and just as Romans 6.17 depicts, we were slaves to sin but Hosea still loved her. God still loves you and I. And he's calling out to you, brother, you may have fallen back. You might have gone back just like Goma. You might have gone back to your ways, but God's love is reaching out to you. He's calling out to you. He still loves you. How much? 15 shekels of silver. One and a half homers of barley, and he buys her back. How much? The blood of your son. The blood of Jesus Christ. While we were yet sinners, Christ died and redeemed us. He paid the price to buy you back. You on that block. You belong to the devil. But thank God for a goma. Thank God for his love that he says, you know what, I don't care what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. Go again, Hosea. Love a man. Go love again. The love of God, church. May we never forget where we came from. Sometimes we can be all religious and be like, yeah, we've got to a certain point, And we forget the love of God reaching out to us and also reaching out to people. That we just walk on by thinking, oh, yeah, psh, yeah, yeah. But yet the love of God is moved to the broken. But are you even moved by the love of God? For the people, just like Gomer, just like you before you were saved. Go again. Go again. Just as Hosea went searching for Gomer, God came searching for you. And when he found you, you weren't in a nice little package. Amen. You and I were dirty, broken. And Jesus says, how much? Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. You know, the love that the love of God has cures this pandemic that the world is looking for. The love of God. Cupid's love, the devil's love breeds confusion. God's love is clear. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how much money you have, no matter, no matter how much money you owe, whether you're in jail or living in the streets, God is madly in love with you. There's no confusion about that. Cupid's love is counterfeit. God's love is genuine. It's authentic. It's real. It's perfect. First John Chapter 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Cupid's love is cheap. 
God's love is expensive. Hosea didn't go and use flirtatious words to try and win her back. He brought her back. The blood of Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20 says, For you were bought at a price. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave His Son as a sacrifice to buy you back. That's expensive. Don't cheapen the love of God. God's love is unconditional. God's love has no bounds, has no limits. There is no, I did this for you. You have to do this for me. There's no credit on love. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. You've used up all my love now. Look, you've sinned too much. Your credit's over. Listen, no, 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 no. no. First John chapter 4, verse 8. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. God is love. He will always love. It is who He is. He'll never stop loving. He never intends to stop loving. Because love is who He is. And He loves you with an unconditional love. Romans 8 verse 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to, to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The love of God. Amen. Just before Hosea goes on a search to find Goma, I want you to listen to uh, chapter 2. I'm going to read the message version and paraphrases these verses of verse 14 through to 15. Listen to this. He says, and now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start all over again. I'm going to take her back out into the wilderness where we first had our date. I'll court her. I'll give her bouquets of roses. I'll turn heartbreak valley into acres of hope. I like that. He turns heartbreak valley into acres of hope. You might have had your heart broken by relationships. You might have had your heart teared in pieces listen God wants to take you down he wants to date you he wants to bring bouquets of roses and turn heartbreak valley into acres of hope God's love listen tonight it heals other men sought to abuse Goma but Hosea sought to heal her God's love heals God wants to start over again with you. He wants to give you a new life again. He wants to give you something new. He wants to give you purpose. He wants to give you a, a future and a hope. He wants to turn your heartbreak valley into acres of hope again. And this is the message of the love of God. This is the message of the love of God that begins to echo down generation and generation. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. While they were sinners, go again, Hosea, go find them. Now, people think that they can just abuse the love of God. I want to bring a balance tonight. They can think that they, oh, they live in grace. Oh, yeah, God loves me. I'm safe. But I want to remind you, God will always love you. He'll never stop. But remember this, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. God is not mocked. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 speaks of this. Because, listen, you can separate yourself from the love of God. You can choose to withdraw yourself just as Gomer did with Hosea. 
She chose to separate herself from the love. I want you to understand, do you not know you were bought with a price? Amen. I want to leave with this thought because we need to remain, have this disposition in our hearts about the love of God. Listen to this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The word poor in Greek means one who has nothing and is completely empty, spiritually bankrupt. Meaning those who recognize their sin and the need of a savior. They have this disposition in life. That it's, you know what, if not for His grace, I would not be here today. Blessed are the poor in spirit. One man said it this way, the poor in spirit are those who are not self-assertive, self-reliant or self-confident or self-centered or self-sufficient. The poor in spirit are not baptized in the waters of self-esteem. They do not boast in their God-given characteristics such as their birth, their family, their nationality, their education the physical looks, their race, their wealth, or their culture. None of that matters. The poor in spirit are those who are conscious of their sins and know in their hearts they are completely unworthy of the grace that a most holy and loving God pours down upon them. They realize that all their righteousness is, as Isaiah says, filthy rags before a holy God. Let us be reminded, church, to have this disposition to have this heart of humility, if it weren't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for the love of God that pulled us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Never lose sight of God's love. Never lose sight of His grace that we walk around boasting in our own strength. But let's walk with the humility. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. The love of God tonight.